so what happened was <laughs> you're back for another episode of six feet forever ever welcome welcome i'm shantae i'm ebony and we are your hosts and we're excited to be here today can you tell can you tell it's got this good starbucks life. coffee on my veins girl it's high it's yeah it's mediocre but it's <laughs> it's strong i'll tell you that it is very oh damn you're right it's gonna keep me up all day <laughs> um I do prefer McDonald's coffee, though. I think we you discussed think? this. Yes, girl. Okay. Even prefer, Yeah, mm-hmm. what did you get? What is this? Just black coffee. Oh, see, you got to get the Americano. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Okay. McDonald's all the way. <laughs> so interesting. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we thank you. Thank you for this coffee. <laughs> what is that what they say? Ooh, Lord, we thank you. Ooh, Lord, thank Ooh, you. Lord, we thank you. <laughs> I love her. What it do? What does it do? Not much. It's been a good week. The week's gone fast. Sure has. Extremely quickly. We're in March. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy March. Happy March. <laughs> I love March. It's my birthday month. I feel like I come alive in the springtime. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. What about you? What's your favorite season? Spring. Spring. I just think because that's when I'm born. Okay. I like fall. I was born in summer, but I like fall. But like specifically chicago east coast fall like, right not in la fall because right. i love when the leaves change oh my god my favorite is crunching the leaves on my with my shoe i don't know how, i don't care how old i get i will do that i will step on crunchy leaves forever did you used to jump into the piles of Hell leaves yeah. that just was Listen, fun bro that fun the best part of growing up in chicago was um again the season's changing mm-hmm. but like fall sports and and breaking the leaves and and going out in the front yard in the backyard and like literally jumping in that i just remember that and i'm just thinking do the kids do that these days like i mean those kids do i mean who what kid oh them i don't know i feel like my 16 year old niece is like i'm too cool for that oh oh i see what you, you know mean. they're all like oh yeah they like their phones and they like to be inside which I mean, I get it. It's fucking safe for them. I just, the crazies of the world have ruined it for the children, in my opinion. I guess. But, you know, also also the technology, I feel like a little bit has, you know, they, they got, the smoke got them. <laughs> they got got. But I will say, too, yeah, I think that's the difference. I think that's why I like spring so much, because spring, depending where you are, can still be quite brutally cold. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in Arizona and then being here and stuff like that. It, it was always warm in spring. Okay. So I'm like flourishing in the spring. The sun is shining and shit. Shit is gr- like blooming and stuff. But I realize it's not like that everywhere. <laughs> no. So maybe spring isn't my favorite now that I'm thinking about it. But here spring is my favorite. Until you get like placed in New York. For- <laughs> you like, is spring my favorite? No. no. So for our business shout out this week, mm-hmm. we would like to shout out Faith Forward, mm-hmm. which is personal coaching. The woman who runs it, her name is Imani Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she also does go by faith. So the coaching is intended to aid you in activating your vision and achieving your goals. As such, it is forward thinking, forward moving, and forward being. Of course, there will be things that appear along the journey to test you. But once you have your mind set on change, you can achieve. So I think on her site, it says we will start with an initial assessment to clearly define your goals and long term, your short term and long term goals. And we will use these goals as a foundation to create a strategy for attaining these objectives. You can find her at coachfaithforward.com. And I believe, you know, you can, there's a link here that you can sign up for an initial 30 minute free assessment to see if this is how you want to move forward. um, If you want to continue on with her coaching. All right. Side is good. She's a very nice lady. Check her out if you're interested. If you need help achieving your goals. All right. 
hot topics. Let's do it. So today's the day, mm-hmm. right? That this. <laughs> It's what is this start. even called? Like, it is, is it a QAnon conspiracy? It is supposedly Donald Trump's second inauguration, or I guess, yeah, his second term inauguration. They do not believe that Joe Biden won a fair and square election. Um, fair and, and what is it? Fair and equal election? I think that's what it's called. And so they have decided that today is the day that they re-inaugurate Donald Trump. And that's what it's supposed to be. But I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything I haven't on the news. seen anything either. The only thing, so I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it was, what was it like this this last week, the Trump hotel in D.C. was filling up and mm-hmm. now it's at capacity. And they were saying that they were possibly planning another attack on the Capitol mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's why, you know, people were coming from all over the states to to stay at the hotel and that's what was going to be happening mm-hmm. so i i haven't i looked i specifically looked this morning and i didn't see anything but i don't know yeah because it's not they don't necessarily move in silence they just like everybody knows what they're doing and they st- still get away yeah with it, i so. think i think the difference between uh, right now and was it january 6th mm-hmm. is i think the fbi actually took the threats serious and so they i don't think there are no there's no session happening right now in the capitol okay biden was supposed to speak about something today right i think so i'm not mistaken yeah and i think they just listened (laughs) (laughs) this time around and shut shit down and but this i mean what i mean because i think we were just talking about this maybe on the last episode that because you, were, I said something about other members of his family running or him trying to like do something later, and you were so upset. But so I feel upset. like ma- shit. I still, yeah, I still think they are. Because what is this shit? What? Are, oh my God, they're persistent. I'll give them that. But I just don't understand. I think it's. Can I say that I'm really upset with the media when I think about mm-hmm. how we really we're not we can't we don't even hear much about Donald Trump right now. And I'm thinking like you guys had this power to fucking silence this man. And instead, we just reported on every little thing he did mm-hmm. because, like, it was normal. It, like it was like, yeah, exactly. Um, and I just, I'm just really upset with them because yeah. I think they, I mean, they absolutely had a hand in both all media. Truly, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, I think if they had just taken a stand and said we're no longer reporting on anything Donald Trump, and but then I get it because it's like you know you miss out on viewership and less, thus losing money on sponsorships and stuff like right. that, but. Honey, I just wish they had taken an earlier stance. I mean, they took it so late. They did. And they <laughs> did the same thing that America always does, where it's like, you, you know, you wait till like the, the shit is almost over. And yeah, they did. They were very irresponsible with, with the way that they dealt with him the yeah. entire time he was the president. And then, at the, yes, at the very last minute, we're like, he's crazy. It's <laughs> like, no, we know that. But yeah. you didn't fucking help when you were supposed to help. So. Yeah, it's it's irritating. And I say, I, I say that because I'm just like, where is Donald Trump? Like, what is he planning? I know nothing mm-hmm. about it. And I'm like, this is a glorious life. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a truly glorious it life. It is, but I really hope somebody's got an eye on his ass because... No. I'm on my 90s. My Is it my 90s, early 2000s kick right now? Movie kick? Or oh, I'm just okay. watching. Listen, first of all, the, that was a, like a sweet spot with rom-coms that we have yet... We have not gotten back to and I really want us to get back to just like... Put what's her name? Ooh, ooh, ooh! White lady. She adopted a black kid. <laughs> I mean, shit. That's a few of them. Huh? Yeah, which one? Um, Do you want a cool kid, man? No, girl, the nice one. 
The sweet one. Oh, the one from Sex and the City? No, the other sweet one. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Um, she and rom, her and rom coms just like bread and butter. Bread and butter. She needs. She needs to do more rom coms. Mm. It's great. As in, I'm on my third Sandra Bullock. Rom-com Which one, right girl? I couldn't tell you. You know I'm bad with names, but this oh. one she is an attorney for environment she's an environmentalist attorney and then or a- activist who mm. turned attorney for this like big corporation and she's like what have i done she basically falls in love with hugh grant uh what yeah girl it's a great one i gotta look this up because i've never heard of this at all mm-hmm. i'd probably look it up right now what the <laughs> crap? okay please look that up because i'm i've never heard of this two weeks two weeks notice oh and it's from 2002 i've never seen that one actually i like it telling you she's great <laughs> that i mean yeah especially the ones from the night the 90s was sort of like a good time for a lot of people it's comforting or, to watch or even early 2000s like they did actual rom-coms i'm yeah. like what are i'm not name one rom-com in the last like five years that you're just like that's it i that really is a classic. liked okay i don't know if it's a classic but i really liked all to all the boys i loved before the first one okay they were so cute you didn't watch they the were second so good i did it wasn't as good how you didn't watch the third i'm assuming i haven't seen the third one okay it's out okay <laughs> watch it let me know i need to see what happens but no yeah i know what you're saying there's not oh you know what's a good one too that's newer um the one with with gina rodriguez and um oh my gosh Brittany snow and what's what's the something gr- great yeah, something great. But what's the girl's Dewanda name? Dewanda Wise. Thank you, Dewanda Wise. Yes, that one is very enjoyable. If oh, y'all haven't it? seen that, really? it's on Netflix. Oh, okay, it's really, it's really super duper cute. Awesome. I don't know how we went down this rabbit. I don't know either. <laughs> you can't, th- <laughs> you can't think of one that's like newer that you really fuck with. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. What's next? <laughs> a friend last night told me about a new device called plant wave that everyone needs to know about because i know i now know about it it is a device that translates plant biorhythms into music so think of like a little little you know one of those pads that they attach to you when you're in the hospital to like check your ekg and whatnot right they you attach that so something like that to the plant and each plant has its own rhythm that's wild. Isn't that amazing? And it creates music. So you can listen to the actual music rhythms of any plant. And every single plant is different. And my mind is freaking blown. And it's like a $300 device that you can buy on plantwave.com or Amazon. And I think it's the sickest thing that I've ever heard. That's nuts. It's really nuts. The last year. I would like to put one on a cactus and see what comes <laughs> up if you can. I don't know. Okay. Because maybe it wouldn't like be able to actually touch the cactus bit. It would be on the spikes because you can't like shove it in there. <laughs> what do you think that would sound like? I don't know. <laughs> like, what does a cactus like life heavy sound metal? Like? I don't know. But that's stupid. But Watch it's like the sweetest Thomas <laughs> music. The complete opposite. I feel like that's what it would be. I would love to do that compared to like a fern or something. <laughs> okay. Now I want to hear what a fern sounds Are like. Are you going to get one? It's a $300 device. I don't think I need it. You don't need it, but you kind of need it. Yeah. That's that's my dilemma right now. I need it, but hmm. I know I don't need it. Well, you've got a birthday coming up. We'll see. We'll see. So that is something if you're a plant lover or a music lover, yeah, you should look into. That's freaking dope. Mm-hmm. Well, in the vein of strange <laughs> science, I 
<laughs> I meant to talk about this last time. I think I told you already. What? But so there, there is this device or no, sorry, it's a prototype created by students of product design Arnhem, which mm-hmm. is a, a college in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially a pod that you would grow your baby in outside of your body, but you would just have it at the crib, like in your living room. The top is see-through and there's a bag that the baby would be growing inside. There's a little bit that you put food into and that's how it eats or whatever. And you just watch your baby grow in your living room, bro. I don't know. So it's just a prototype. However, mm-hmm. they did it on a lamb and mm-hmm. they grew a lamb mm-hmm. in a in a pod bag. Mm-hmm. It's freaky. And there's like a p- image of it and it's... Did it have weird. any like weird illnesses or diseases or anything like that? Is I don't, it fairly healthy? No, it says healthy lambs have been delivered from BioBag. Wow. Look wow, here. Wow, wow. Initially, I'm like, that's so weird. Oh my God. No. It's weird, but I'm also like, I'm not trying to shoot this baby out. That might be cute. Sure. I was just thinking. I was like thinking of people who would love to have children that can't physically have them mm-hmm. or just don't want to like don't want to physically do that to their yeah. body and just but then i'm thinking like a, a, ding, ding, ding. a device like this you know whose hands does it fall in mm-hmm. you know like is it the few folks with money will be of able course. to do that and then it's just like do they get to create designer babies and then further like this oh my huge, god like, yeah does you know for sure there are lots doing of things designer babies and what is it in china yeah but whatever. for people who would love to have children and can't have children i see how that could be a really nice thing for them that's that's the only positive i see i don't see any other positive anyway i mean yeah because i was thinking i was like oh it would save you hospital bills no but it probably cost you about the same as it already cost you to get your baby delivered out of your body um but when you said that when you said designer i'm thinking like gucci baby like (laughs) no really like that shit's crazy eyes that are like spaced apart exactly an inch (laughs) apart and perfect teeth and this european style like you already know what would be Mm -hmm. pushed so that's weird again like Um, too far perhaps wow i don't perhaps absolutely like you're saying like there could be you know there's so many positives especially when you think of like you know the mortality rate of black women in childbirth Mm -hmm. and then like oh well you could just grow your baby in this pod i'll tell you what black people are gonna probably be the last people to use that that's true (laughs) (laughs) no sir we bob (laughs) we'd rather be aunties the rest of our lives and try to do that and then you don't get to have that leverage over your kids like, I, I pushed you out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have the same childhood? <laughs> yes. We all have the same childhood. <laughs> that was our moms. <laughs> Moral of this story is creepy. Yeah. Possibly helpful. This, okay, so this whole thing with this Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And th- these books that they're going to discontinue, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. So there are six Dr. Seuss books that are going to stop being published because of racist and insensitive imagery. I didn't realize that was why. I thought it like maybe they said bad things or whatever. But yeah, yeah it's the imagery specifically. So so all the six books are, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry <laughs> Street, If I Ran the Zoo, McElliott's Pool, on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer, which I'm going to tell you something, I've not heard of Nan one of these books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, they could have just took those out of rotation and no one would have known silently. Um, but I did look up <laughs> if I ran the zoo. Yeah, that one needed to go. <laughs> did it? 
<laughs> I can already imagine. That one needed, if I read, listen, that one needed to go. So and- the- yeah, it says, okay, so it says it includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appear to be grass skirts with their hair tied up above their heads. It's, it needed to go. Do they have like bones in their noses <laughs> or some shit? Go, you got to look at it. Okay, I'm going to look it up. And then the second one that it says is, and to think, think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, there's an image of an Asian person portrayed wearing a conical hat, holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. I also had the thought, I was like, could they just not continue to distribute these books, but take those images out? Like change the change the drawings or something. Um, I feel like that's some sort of legality issue mm. where it's like you can't manipulate his book, oh, okay. his books. But they could have took those out. Yeah, I, I'm. T- I, I'm not going to miss these. I don't. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> truly, truly. But so, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's erasing history? Um, so I guess. Hmm. Sort of in a way, because I guess, okay, the broader conversation, uh, there was also, I saw somebody posted that there are English teachers in certain parts of the country that have decided they don't want to continue teaching Shakespeare Mm -hmm. because Shakespeare is incredibly, I mean, his plays are incredibly misogynistic. They're incredibly, I mean, there's, uh, there's racism, there's, you know, all of these things demeaning to women and stuff like that. So I do 100% understand if you don't want to include Shakespeare in your curriculum. Mm-hmm. But I think to go and try to erase Shakespeare, I mean, and that's, I don't know if that's what's being done, mm-hmm. but to just, we're never teaching Shakespeare again. That's never going to be part of your cu- curriculum. You're not going to even need to know who he is. That seems weird. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything here, if we're going to, everything's racist or mm-hmm. misogynist to a point. Exactly. We live in the United States. It's <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We, I was listening to somebody talk about the whole shit with Publix, the Publix um, or grocery stores in the South, like in, you know, Georgia, Florida and all that. And I guess they found out that the that the owner of Publix gave like $300,000 to the Trump campaign or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they were like boycott Publix and a lot of black people were like I've been shopping at Publix my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I like the I like how they do XYZ like yeah. they have really good lunches and stuff and it's like if you discontinue utilizing I guess services because they're racist like I don't know what we really have left Nothing. to do. Nothing. Any company over 75 years old in the United States of America is a racist company. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And they, misogynistic. And, and yeah. All of these things. And anti-queer. And <laughs> yeah. No, of course. I'm just saying like. What no, they I'm, were, yes, what, I agree. Based off of the labor of black folks, like right. free labor of black folks stemming from slavery and all that. Um, just speaking of, on that specifically, I mean, we could go on and on and on about some of the other shit mm-hmm. too, right? But so we'd be fucking canceling everything. There's a conversation going around about like cancel culture. Is it, is it damaging? Is it doing us more harm than good? I think there are clear instances where accountability needs to be. And I think that's what it is. I think that's a lot of people's anger towards like calling it cancel culture. It's like it is a lot of it's holding people accountable Mm -hmm. for shit that they've said or done. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like for how long at like what point? Because, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I go into another whole tangent about that. But yes, for how long? How long do we punish folks for? I believe there are some instances where. Yes, you should be held accountable. This should happen. And then we move on. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other instances, such as people like Nartelli, who (laughs) I feel like you just need to be just erased. Yeah. (laughs) Just because of how much harm he has caused. And Mm -hmm. because his work is literally based on the... the He talks about what he was doing to whom in his songs. Yes. Yes. Do you think you can separate the, the the artist from the art? I think it's hard. And I think that you're right 
in the sense that I don't think you can't throw up this blanket on everything, on every situation this, yeah. and say, you know, oh, well, somebody said this or did this, you know, you're done. Like, I think, <laughs> yes, I think it's very important to hold people to account. Yes. Like, okay, so in the situation that's going on right now with Andrew Cuomo, Mm-hmm. The governor of New York, who is mm-hmm. there are young women who've come out and said he made me feel very uncomfortable. I consider this to be sexual assault. And he's like, if I made these women feel uncomfortable, I'm very sorry. And I do need to be held accountable for that. And it's like, OK, stop fucking touching women. yo. <laughs> just it's so simple. Stop mm-hmm. putting your mouths on women's faces. Just leave us the fuck alone. Just yeah. stop touching people unless you know that they're OK with that. It's simple. Mm-hmm. So something like this, like, sure. Yeah, he needs to be held account- accountable and he needs to be made a fucking example of. Okay. How many times do y'all have to see stop touching women? Stop mm-hmm. making women feel uncomfortable is Absolutely. gross. Just so so people are tired. Can we fucking stop now? Are mm-hmm. we done? And I'm like, how long is it going to take? Yeah. How long does it take to teach a man something? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really want to answer to that? I give you answers, sis, but you ain't going to like it. <laughs> they don't never, never, forever. Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. But no, it really is very fucking unfortunate that everything that we utilize is hella racist. Mm -hmm. And I think to that point, I don't really know how you tackle that. I guess moving forward Mm -hmm. to try to hold Publix accountable. (laughs) It's a fucking grocery store in the South. Of course it was racist or or it's racist, whatever. But I guess moving forward with like what is how we spend our dollars. Sure. Now, like it's 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 a mind fuck. Yeah. Yes. As far as public, as far as canceling publics for their previous shit, are you saying that they gave Trump money for his previous campaign, his most recent campaign? I think so. See that that I have an issue with. Correct. Going like you're still continuing to give this man power whom the very community that you serve are hurt by this man yeah you know what i mean and his party so it's hard and it's like it's not like oh this is where i buy my hair ties from i'm gonna buy hair ties from somewhere else where you buy your food (laughs) it's like a they know what they're doing it's like this it's this huge part of your life it's like this is my routine this is where i so some people have the ability to change it up and say okay well i'm gonna go to fucking Win Dixie or wherever, which is undoubtedly also racist. And <laughs> Win it's just, Dixie, come on! <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's like, where do, what do you do? Kroger like is Kroger not run by racists? Sure, that's probably they probably are. They're also in the South. So There's, it's just like Joel Osco in Chicago. What do you do? Yeah, in certain situations like that. So it is kind of the girls just want to live. You know what I mean? <laughs> the so, girls just don't want to be exhausted all the time. Which is. I don't know if you that's know? possible yet. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> let me clarify about Joel Osco. I feel like they've only been in, I think they've only existed since 99. I take that back, Joel Osco. Sorry, baby. <laughs> they've only existed since 99? It says so? I mean, nope. Like- 1899. What? <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Oh my God, that's definitely <laughs> slave money. For sure. Goodness gracious. There's no escaping it, folks. Yeah. Can I just, I'm going to ruin Levi's for a lot of folks right now. You have a pair of Levi jeans. Go ahead and look at the tag on the back of the Levi jeans. I'm just, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to just. No, because now you have to explain. (sighs) Okay. And they haven't changed it, have they? No, (laughs) they have not. So on the back of the logo, it's a Levi Strauss and Co. There is a pair of jeans in the middle. And on either side of the jeans, it's being held up by a rope that's attached 
two horses. Mm -hmm. So two horses in two different directions and the pair of jeans is in the middle. And there are two, I'm guessing two, obviously two white men, yeah. <laughs> two, two men. I'll, I'll, sorry. I'm sorry. I won't make everything fucking racist, but two, two white men. Girl, what? <laughs> there are two. It's a, it's a fact, girl. It's, it's yeah. the facts. Okay. Um, I just want everybody to be like, these girls like are really fucking racist. They How think, are we racist? I'm just, this shit is about I, to be racist it is as about well. To be, oh, sorry. Let me get back to the fucking point. <laughs> The pair of jeans <laughs> is being held up by two horses tied to it going opposite direction. And there are men with whips whipping the horses to make them go in separate directions. Mm -hmm. Similar to... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, trying to show the durability of the jeans, like yeah. these jeans okay. don't rip apart. Mm -hmm. Unlike... Unlike humans, this is a direct link... Direct link... <laughs> direct link to Look slavery the messages are coming through you can't help <laughs> i know it was the ancestors <laughs> used my tongue there it was not me <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> um, go ahead and look at it go ahead and look at it guys yeah so if you're not it. familiar that was like a common practice in the br the breaking of slaves where they would try you know to instill fear into a population of slaves they would choose a very strong male quote-unquote buck and they would beat him, tar him, feather him sometimes, oh, you know, tie him between two horses, set him on fire them. and pull them apart. And it Shall was, he's not trying to spare you. Sorry, y'all <laughs> need to know the facts. And it was, um, yes, it was a, it was a fear tactic in order to say, you know, this is, this is what happens if you try to run away. If you test me, whatever, your men are useless to you. They're not going to protect you. Basically, a lot of times they would have the pregnant women watch mm -hmm. it. And it's like a, the fear is like, you know, you're inside of your baby inside of your stomach. Your baby is feeling that fear and whatnot. And it's like it's it's a really sick, effective way to control people. And that's what this was based on. Yes. Ebony was I'm saying. I don't know how you even get to this point. I don't know. I was saying everything and then everything's racist. Everything here oh, is. We got here from Jewel Osco being around since 1899. Damn. Jewel Osco. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is like a Ralph's. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same company, really. Just different name. Moral of the story, everything's racist. Pick your poison. Try to try to shop, you know, at BIPOC businesses whenever possible. But... This motherfucker's racist. <laughs> and you just got to kind of like get through the obstacle course on a daily basis the best you can. That's it. Just do your best. Look at that. A nice thing came out of all of that. <laughs> just do your best day by day. Your best is not enough. Step by step. Day by day by day. I'm off beat, but I don't even know the melody <laughs> of that song anymore. Sorry, guys. I tried. I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> I tried. But you helped me and I appreciate you. You're welcome. That's what a real friend does. I does that. She couldn't see where it was going, but she helped me. I did. And it was at that point that I carried you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Mm, we funny. Sh shall we transition to this story? We, sh we shall. You know what's funny? What's that? You were talking about the 90s. The story took place in the 90s. Oh, my favorite time. Mm continue all right so strap in guys because this is a this is weird i'm gonna be honest with you right now this is kind of weird I, so this oh and i also in all seriousness i do want to say that this just give a trigger warning because this does deal largely with suicide and i just you know want anybody to be prepared if that's something that's triggering for you all right so the kumatori chain suicides 
So more than one. Girl, Damn. This is a this is an intricate tale. In the summer of 1992, in the small city of Kumatori, in the prefecture of Osaka, Japan, there was an unusually large number of youth suicides. Five teenagers and young adults took their own lives under what are considered to be mysterious circumstances. Contributing to the uncanny nature of the case, three of the victims were close friends. Even more strange, in the spring of that same year, two young men in the same friend group died due to what were deemed to be accidental causes. Authorities have stuck to the theory that the deaths and suicides may indeed be connected. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to listen up because this is... We listening, girl. We buckled just up. Everybody just put your listening ears on. All right. As the victims' names have not been released, I will be referring to them by letters to avoid confusion. Okay. So... On Friday, April 29th, 1992, Youth A, a 17-year-old boy, was found dead in a pond. It was discovered that before his death, he had ingested a considerable amount of paint thinner. Mm -hmm. His death was ruled as an accident by local authorities. Thursday, May 29th, 1992, Youth B, 17-year-old boy, friend of Youth A, died from heart failure due to ingesting paint thinner. His death was also ruled an accident. Thursday, June 4th, 1992, Youth C, 17-year-old friend of both Youths A and B, hangs himself in a farming hut. He left a suicide, a quote-unquote suicide note that said, give back the debt. Wednesday, June 10th, 1992, Youth D, an 18-year-old construction worker, friend of Youths A, B, and C, was found hanged in a barn. No note was found. Wednesday, June 17th, 1992, Youth E, 18 years old, friends with the other young men, found hanged in a farming hut. No note was left. Thursday, June 25th, 1992, Youth F, 22 years old, hanged from a tree branch by his shirt. No relationship to the other young men. No note was left. And finally, on Thursday, July 22nd, 1992, Youth G, a 19-year-old college student who supposedly stabbed herself in the chest and the neck with a knife. No relationship to the young men. No note was left. So. You know how hard it is to break skin? Look, let me tell you something. Your neck and then your chest. That's very tough to do. So all seven of these young people were killed or or killed themselves or died within 0.7 miles or 1.2 kilometers of each other. Every single one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Youths A, B, C, D, and E were members of a motorcycle gang together. The gang was formed earlier by youths B and C in 1991. And apparently somehow youth D was the leader. I don't know why he got to be the leader if the other two founded it, but whatever. (laughs) Um, A few of the bikers were high school dropouts. Um, So youth D, who was the leader of the motorcycle gang, he was obviously very upset by the deaths of his friends. People thought it was strange that he would also, quote unquote, commit suicide. At Youth C's funeral, he told his other friends that they had to keep happy and live. He was engaged to marry his girlfriend. His girlfriend was also pregnant, and he was looking forward to becoming a father, according to his family. His suicide, quote unquote, came as a great shock. And the the, strange thing about his suicide is that the rope marks on his neck appeared 
horizontally as opposed to diagonally at an angle. So like, you know, if you were to be hanging, the the rope marks would be on your neck at an angle. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're like, oh, well, did somebody strangle him first and then tie him up to make it look like a suicide, which... To me, that's quite obvious, yeah. but okay, we'll continue. Is the sky blue? <laughs> so at the time of his friend's deaths, Youth E was working at a hotel in another prefecture. A prefecture is like a province or a state to us. He came back to his hometown for Youth D's funeral. So the leader of the, the motorcycle gang when he passed away. So a week after Youth D died, Youth E allegedly killed himself in Kumatori under similar circumstances. They said his family said he was depressed and he had met with an ex-girlfriend before his death. When he was found hanging in the farming hut, his hands were tied together behind his back. And still the police reported this as a suicide. Youth F suicide is also very suspicious. He had he's the one who hung himself from the tree. Mm-hmm. And so it was a chestnut tree in the forest and he was hanging from apparently a very high branch, but they have no idea how he got up there. There was nothing there that was like that he could have Posted stepped on. I don't there. I think it would have been a very difficult tree to climb. Okay. They can't figure out. And he was like hanging from his shirt, which seems difficult to do. I don't know. He was hanging from his shirt. He That's how he was hung. Was, how does that make sense? Why wouldn't you? I don't know, girl. So they can't figure that one out. I don't even understand. It'd have to be like a long sleeve shirt. Maybe it's like a denim shirt or something. I don't know. Youth G, who was the young girl uh, in college, hers was very strange. So she went to a local university and lived in the dorm there. In the two days before her death, she set a new record as a member of the school track team. The next day, uh, her parents said she called them to ask if they could record an episode of a show that she liked for her. Mm -hmm. The next morning... Around 8 a.m., she was found semi-conscious along a road near her dorm. She had been stabbed in the neck and in the chest with a knife. And before she died, I think she might have died later at the hospital, she kept mumbling the word chigao, which means no or wrong, depending on how you say it in Japanese. And so somehow they ruled that also as a suicide. Was she, what was she referring to? Was she, were they asking her questions and she was saying this It just word said back? she kept saying it over and over and over. So I, I'm sure her, she was in shock. The police, the local police believe that each of the youths in the chain of suicides had influenced one another. I'm just trying to figure out how they caused physical harm to each other. Like the, the, the ones who were stabbed in the neck and the chest. Just That was just the one girl. Just one girl. Yeah. And the rest were... The rest were, were like hung. Home. And then the two accidental deaths that started everything off in the springtime. Yeah. They had died from ingesting paint thinner. And then the others were all hung. How did they know that? Okay, I'm sorry. So, okay, so while the police believe that all the suicides influenced each other, other people detected something else. They said shortly before their deaths, youths D, who was the leader of the motorcycle gang, and E complained to their families that they were being followed and watched by someone in a white car. Youth G also, who was the young university student, expressed concern about being stalked by somebody in a black car before her death as well. Despite that, the relationship between these stalkers and youths D, E, and G have never been established. There are rumors that the motorcycle gang had fallen into trouble with somebody, perhaps another local gang or even the Yakuza. Now, I don't know if y'all know what the Yakuza is, but it's essentially the Japanese mob. Mm -hmm. They are incredibly powerful. And I think they're also they're in with the government somehow. Like they're government regulated or something like that. But they're not to be fucked with Mm -hmm. the Yakuza. I feel like. That's exactly what happened because 
So, okay, so officially their deaths remain classified as suicides. And obviously there are so many questions mm-hmm. surrounding this and it they've all remained unanswered, but they just have these all classified as suicides. I'm like, those all sound like murders <laughs> staged to be suicides. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe maybe it was another gang who has the local law enforcement in their back pocket and it's like, look, you know, just shh, mm-hmm. this is going to stay hush hush. Because what? These are obviously to me murders. For sure. And I was like, what is, so I was like, oh, this is crazy. And then I was researching it more. I was like, this is not a mystery to me. How many women? Is just, just one, one girl? Yeah. So it's men. six young men and then one woman, one young woman. And <laughs> I, yeah. Also, you know, what's interesting. Mm-hmm. This was incredibly hard to research. I read about it on some like, I found it on some weird site that was just 13 strange disappearances or whatever in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to research it. Mm-hmm. You can, I'm telling you, you can't find anything. I, I couldn't find a Reddit thread about the shit. I had wow. to purchase a book on Kindle. <laughs> to read about it? To read about it, which I'll cite in a minute. But yeah, and I think the reason for it is, especially in the 90s, I think it's more open now, but like suicide is very taboo in Japan. Absolutely. It's not something they like which people is crazy to know about. Don't they have a forest where mm-hmm. lots of people go to commit suicide in yeah. Japan? I think they have a they have kind of a big problem with youth suicide in Japan, especially during COVID, I was reading. Wow. But I think, I know in all countries, it's kind of a source of shame. Like they don't, you know, countries want to seem like they're pleasant places to live. Suicide does not look good. Mm-hmm. I know that suicide is technically illegal for that reason. Like mm-hmm. you're not, it's not good. Mm-hmm. So, and I know in particular Japan, shame and all this, they don't, and there's all this weirdness surrounding it. So I'm not really that surprised that I couldn't find that much about it, but I was shocked I couldn't find anything on Reddit. I thought that was wild. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they're, um, was their press president or prime minister? has got that on lock. I think they're very private. Yeah, they are for right. sure. <laughs> that makes sense. So I definitely feel like the Yakuza got these children. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they owe because the, the one okay, the one kid's suicide quote unquote suicide note said, uh, what was it? Something about debt. Let me see. Oh, give back the debt. And they're like, suicide note? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. That was no, a threat. For sure. <laughs> oh Sorry, my I was god. Something over here. Okay. So I'm well, oh, go ahead. What were we gonna say? <laughs> oh, did you look up something you shouldn't have looked up? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, girl. <laughs> so yeah, that is the story of the Kumatori chain murders in Osaka, Japan. I don't I don't believe that it's suicide for the for right there. I don't believe it's suicide at all. And now I'm really trying to question like, what about the rest of them? What about the all the suicides that have risen in the last oh. decade in Japan? Is that are there actual is it actual suicides That's or is it organized crime? God dang. Because that, I mean, that's an easy way to, you know. Yeah. To have a body be found and a cause of death at the same time. And that just be, you know, it, the end of an investigation as opposed to like wound, bullet wounds, stab wounds that are not self-inflicted. And now they've got to open up case. I'm just thinking, I feel like their organized crime is very organized. Very fucking organized, (laughs) right? Yeah. So. Yes. I just, have, I just have questions. Uh, I have a, I'm really confused about this young girl though. Cause there's, so there's two of them. It's like two of them have absolute, the last two people that were killed mm-hmm. or killed themselves, whatever. They had no ties to the others. And so I'm like, what the young girl, I'm like, what, mm-hmm. why does she get stabbed? And like, why did you try to make her thing look like a suicide? She stabbed herself. <laughs> I would love to know like what angle, like that's what I'm oh saying. My gosh. I tried and I'm like to stab yourself in the chest for real. 
Like, no. We have to break bone here. Exactly. I'm not stabbing myself in the it's neck. A strong person to do that. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. why I want more details. Like, how tall was she? How much did she weigh? That's is what I'm like- saying. Like, girl, there was no. There's no names. They didn't release anybody's name. There's like no. Yeah. There is so little information. I like honestly, maybe you should. You're so good at looking stuff up on the internet. You should try and see if you can find something. I think I'm. I'm gonna save myself on this one. It's already sad. Somebody, if somebody can find anything about the Kumatori chain murders online, Kumatori, and and I don't mean like in a little like group with others. That's like, you know, thirteen different mysteries in Japan. I mean like a proper article. I was ready to buy a subscription to a Japanese newspaper trying to figure <laughs> out about this girl. I could not find anything. So if somebody else is able to look it up, I'm just interested to see if I'm inept or if it's really covered up. <laughs> but so, yes, that's the story. To cite my source, I. The book that I purchased was 20 Unsolved Mysteries of Japan. And so I, I, you know, tried to do what I could with the little bit of information that was in there. But yes, rest in peace. That is wild. Shall we fun dip? We shall. Today's fun dip is brought to you by no one other than the beautiful Maya Angelou. <laughs> Try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. I like it. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mother Maya. That's cute. I like it. All right. Do you have any other news this week? No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. All right, y'all. Well, once again, thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Like, Fo- comment, subscribe. Yes, yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us at Six Feet Forever on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll talk to y'all. <laughs> next week yes all right it's been fun thank you guys thank you bye bye